Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up. Challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours and we are glad that you're with us joining in whether it's now in the first part of January or later on if you're listening to it on podcast uh, down the road we're glad that you're with us and today Jim it's a topic that's kind of shared between you and Andy but not you want to set up your part yeah the and uh, the the real gist of it is a really huge topic we are looking at attributes of God and our personal favorites and also names of God same thing that would be Andy's part and this came together and congealed if you want to know more listen to the other cast in conjunction, congealed, all, all those things. Andy, do you want to add anything? Or you, you good? Yeah, my part on it uh, was just um, for it. It was last year sometime where I just felt really impressed that God, you know, he's. We talk about our identity and the names that we get at boot camp, the new names we get, and and how much that brings healing and and clarity to our lives, and really kind of really is a big part of our restoration. And just the thought of, you know, God goes through a lot of effort in the Bible of identifying who he is and what his character is through his names and his character attributes. And I just felt like, you know, that that's part of where people get messed up most of the time are one of two things, who God is, the proper perception of who he is, and the proper perception of who we are, you know, even with our sinful ways or fallenness, we still aren't all those things that in our false self of who the devil to the enemy tries to identify us as. And so it just feel like it's important to get an aspect and a view of who God is. I think all of us have a positive view of God, but a lot of times people get hung up in that relationship with God because they don't look at him in the way that he defines who he is and his other interactions with people in the Bible. Yeah, uh, the enemy has a great way of <clears throat> confusing people, of getting them to see God differently. I just had a conversation this week that I've had countless times of, you know, if God is really loved, then how can, you know, innocent people die or how can babies die or some of that, you know, and it, it's just that that level that the enemy attacks to try to erode God's character and behavior. And so I guess I'm the first one up on the uh, – my favorite attribute of God. There is no official name for this one. Uh, I could try to make one up that would probably be sacrilegious, so I won't do that. But uh, my favorite attribute of God is his humor. Um, he, more times than not, when he really wants to make a point with me, he will do it based in humor. Um, I shared a little bit last week about when we were doing words of the year, and my last, last year's word was believe, and this year's word was talents. And my first thing was, oh, God, please don't make me live from my talents. And then he was like, well, what do you believe? Do you believe in me or do you believe in you? You know, And, and so I just laugh. I'm like, oh, wow, God, you're, 
it just nails the point for me, right? You know, and I think Andy or, or, or Jim was talking before the show where, you know, when he kind of does that with Job a little bit, you know, you can kind of read that in a lot of different ways. But, you know, I, I just see it as God's loving way of getting our attention is his humor. And so I'm going to play this clip and then come back and talk about it. It's from uh, Evan Almighty. And in this clip, um, God has asked Evan to build an ark. And uh, a couple things in the clip that you don't really get to see is God gives him a book on uh, ark building for dummies. He tells him he's going to need that. And then at the very end of it, uh, Evan's reading the uh, about the author section of the book, you know, Ark Building for Dummies. So you're really him, aren't you? You want more proof? I haven't done the pillar of salt thing in a while. That's all right. I believe you. I just, I don't understand why you chose me. You want to change the world, son. So do I. What? Why an ark? I mean, that's like flood territory. You wouldn't do that again. You wouldn't do that. Would you do that? Let's just say that whatever I do, I do because I love you. Well, then you have to understand that this whole building an ark thing is really not part of my plans here. I need to settle into my house. I need to make a good impression at work. <laughs> what? Your plans. <laughs> what are you talking? I'm, we're talking about an ark, right? I mean, an ark? An ark is huge. I don't even know where I would begin. Well, I hear that a lot. People want to change the world, don't know how to begin. You want to know how to change the world, son? One act of random kindness at a time. Build the ark. I'll tell you what. You build it, I'll fill it. And if anybody asks, tell them the flood's coming. Oh, and uh, you might need this. Building an ark the old-fashioned way. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He lives in all things and has over 6 billion, 700 million children. You know, when I watched that movie, I, I really enjoyed it on a lot of levels, but there, there's so many times that uh, as I'm thinking through my plans, you know, or I'm trying to take control, you know, in other words, I, I can hear the voice of Morgan Freeman as, as God saying, plans, <laughs> and just laughing, you know, it, it, it reminds me that I need to lean more into him. Um, you know, today, Danny, you know, I uh, was thinking about your truck situation, and I started the car and a bunch of lights came on that don't normally come on. You know, and normally that would freak me out. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. God, you got this. And so, you know, I stopped a couple of times on my way to work, and this they just went off. You know, just like the computer reset, something happened. Ball yeah, ball burnout. Could be, you know, and I may not, you know, maybe an issue on the way home. But uh, what I loved about that is even in this clip, God is being uh, a little uh, – he's joking around with Evan. You know, he's telling him – Ark really stands for acts of random kindness, right? It's not this big boat that he wants him to go build. You know, that's part of being obedient, and he goes and he does that, and it changes his family and all sorts of cool stuff. But really, the ark that God's talking about is the acts of random kindness. 
you know, that we do, that's what changes the world is when we treat others in love when they don't expect it, when we treat others with grace when they don't deserve it. You know, all those things that we reflect of him to the world in acts of random kindness. And so, anyway, that's mine. Uh, I love God's humor, and I I like when he makes me laugh and uh, embarrasses me a little bit on some of my being naive. And uh, so the the next person to share is Harold. Harold, do you want to play the clip first, or do you want to? Yeah, just play it. Okay, i got to find it first. (laughs) Give me one second. So I'm thinking I got it. Here we go. You ready? From the first chapter of Scripture, the Bible makes a case for the dependability of God. This is Max Locato. Without exception, when God spoke, something wonderful happened. By divine fiat, there was light, land, beaches, and creatures. God consulted no advisors. He needed no assistance. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The same power is seen in Jesus. He is unchanging. He's never caught off guard by the unexpected. God never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God is strong. He does not overpromise and underdeliver. God is able to do whatever He promises. It is impossible for God to lie. God will keep His promises. It must happen because of who God is. And because God's promises are unbreakable, our hope is unshakable. Good, Harold. Love that. Of course, it, it's easy to to love all of the attributes of God because they're all wonderful. But this one resonates particularly with me because it's important to me that I try to be dependable. It's uh, I grew up in a little small country town down in Alabama, and people w- were true to their word as far as I knew as a, as a youngster. If somebody made a promise, they kept it. And I've tried to make that a part of my life, that if I tell you I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it or bust my you-know-what trying. Uh, it's important. And to know that God can be depended upon to keep his promises is the bedrock of, of what I believe in. He promised that if we love him, if we do our best to obey his commands, then we have a home in heaven. And uh, I know I can trust him, and that's important. Thank you, Harold. I know this is not this week's topic, but you are incredibly dependable. And probably my favorite story of you being dependable, actually, is uh, your birthday. Uh, when we wanted to surprise you for your birthday and you called out, you recalled, today I'm not going to make it. You didn't know that we were going to surprise you. And I called you, and the only thing I told you was, Harold, we really need you to be here. You didn't say, you didn't ask why, you didn't ask anything. You said, okay, I'm on my way. <laughs> right? It, you, you knew you were dependent on and you were needed and you went. Yeah, right? I, I had no clue what it was about, but when you expressed it that way, you know, I, I had no choice. Yeah. I, I had to come. Well, you do a good job of living that out, at least what I see and what we've seen you from you. Well, I'm going to turn it back to you and say that the same thing is true of you and the humor. <laughs> Andy uh, may disagree. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's one of the characteristics that you do so well. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, Rodney, it would be now your turn. 
it comes full circle. Oh, well, I, been, I have been waiting all show yeah. for this. I know we still got to get to Jim, who's half topic this is. Yeah. 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 So if I take enough time, maybe we won't even get him in if I just keep rambling on. Slow down your space. You're talking. Slow. <laughs> Speak slow. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I know. The reference there, and Robbie's over there smiling even while he's sleeping. <laughs> so in Harold's, the attribute that I'm talking about was there in his clip, also from Max Lucado. And it's really in everybody's because mine is his immutability, his never changing, his always constant, steady, whatever that attribute is, it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is where I went when this topic came up and then this song popped into my head that always does when we sing it, so it just popped in, so I went with it and go ahead and play it. We don't name the death. That would not be it. Reload, reload. Find okay. <laughs> I, I need to be able to read through my glasses. Uh, where is yours? Oh, there it is. It's at the top. I got it. Thank you. Here we go. I made it to the top. You are not like a man that you change your mind or change your plan. Our human eyes can't see the depths of your majesty. Yeah, it it was hard to do this topic without just going to praise and worship for God. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what this week was for me. It was just a, oh man, what other attributes can I think of? What other names can I think of? And looking some up, because I'm like, man, I don't think there's a name that I've ever seen for immutable but and i didn't find one but it was just fun going through that exercise this week and being able to look up the different names and the attributes and think through them and think about when they've happened in your life and stuff and i just and the reason i went with immutable is just because that's where that solid rock that never changes that i can count on and go to has really anchored my contentment that danny's looking for this year you know it's like how could you not be content in the Lord that's just there for you always, constantly, with all the love, grace that Robbie was, you know, coming up with? Just, I just love that's where all your attributes and his humor also, because you, you, when you read it in the Bible, it's just great. And one of the, I've always said, really, I just find pastors have great senses of humor. That's where I was always like, Sam, that's like, you, you missed your calling because that's where you, you should have been. Because I'm like, so many pastors have great humor. Mr. Not, Danny has not it. Not all pastors. Not, not all, pastors. I know. But, but, but there are so many with such great sense of humor because they study so many different things. They study the human characteristics, God's characteristics. And then just the where I was thinking for Scripture was back in Malachi for... 3 6, it says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. And then I kind of read a little further. I said, Oh, yeah, what, what else is around that? And it's like, From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you. 
O the Lord of hosts, you but say, but you say, how shall we return? And then, of course, he provides the way of return through his son. And then, of course, you got Hebrews 13, 8, which I love, is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that immutable immutability is just there constantly. He's, he's just the same. That's a great place to have it, to just kind of anchor everything and say, that's where it is. I, I, it just allows me to leave more and more with him than carrying my burden myself. Thank you. Wayne, did you want to add anything? Okay. You know, I don't think I've ever sang that song. I really don't know that I've ever heard that until you just played it. I didn't know what it was, so that's something new for me. You got that going for you. Yay! <laughs> it's your turn, I got, Jim. I got 32 seconds left. No, you've got now, plenty of time. Uh, no, actually, it was sort of funny that you said you'd never heard that song because I'd never heard of this movie before I picked the clip today. It's from the interpreter. It has one of my least favorite actors in it, so I totally cut him out. And you'll get to hear Nicole Kidman doing a soliloquy that it, that put brought me to tears. Okay, we'll go ahead and play it. We don't name the dead. Everyone who loses somebody wants revenge on someone on God if they can't find anyone else. But in Africa... Imatopo, the coup believe that the only way to end grief is to save a life. If someone is murdered, a year of mourning ends with a ritual that we call the drowning man trial. There's an all-night party beside a river at dawn. The killer is put in a boat, he's taken out on the water, and he's dropped. He's bound so that he can't swim. The family of the dead then has to make a choice. They can let him drown or they can swim out and save him. The coup believe... That if the family lets the killer drown, they'll have justice but spend the rest of their lives in mourning. But if they save him, if they admit that life isn't always just, that very act can take away their sorrow. Vengeance is a lazy form of grief. In this, when I heard, I looked through gobs of clips, I found quite a few I liked. But when I went to this one, it spoke to all of what I had looked at as far as a group of things that I loved about God. And the other time I was brought to tears is when I did find my word, which initially I was looking for long-suffering, which I, part of the reason I was looking that because I like Sam, I love humor, and the literal meaning of that is long of nose. So God has a long nose. But it's also long breath and I how many of us have done the extra long sigh when we've been disappointed by someone we love and so I, I went to Psalm 103.8 which has nothing but descriptions of God all of which I love the Lord is merciful gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and the steadfast love is ultimately my life word, which I mentioned in the show, chesed, which is the Hebrew God's love and has such a rich meaning. We're not even going to start going into that. But in this talk about you know, the African uh, ritual. tradition, ritual, as the word I was looking for that wasn't coming, what really hit me and why I wept when I heard it is – 
that is what God has done for us. We've killed someone in his family, his son. And what we weren't there, but our sin caused that sacrifice. And God is using that and coming to rescue us when we are drowning. We are dead in our sins, every one of us. But he is not going to get the vengeance, the righteous results of that. He's going to give that son and save us from drowning. And putting those together with the word, it really comes down to the love of God. And so many of his attributes, if not all of them, spring out of that deep well of love that we can't even understand. Because how many of us would swim out to save somebody that killed our child? And vengeance, there's no place for it in our lives. And God, or Jesus told us that we are going to show others him by our love, not by anything else, really, other than our caring for those that are unlovable. And there were a couple of clips during this process that really showed that love of God. Thank you, Jim. Um, I would say that on your clip, it has me thinking the most of any clip in a long time, you know, about that whole concept of I can swim out and save them and not have the grief. I can, you know, I I don't have to live with that. Or I can choose not to and live with it forever. Yeah, that hit me hard too. Yeah. One of the things that was in there as well is life isn't fair. Anybody that is looking for fair, first of all, I never saw it in the Bible, that you will have fair in this life. No, we're going to have troubles. We're going to be betrayed by best friends, by family. But if we can't get to the point of forgiving and loving through that, then yeah, we are drowning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was like you listening to that for the second time, and, and I thought about it would speak back to who you truly are, not but because the decision is laid in your lap whether this person lives or dies, regardless of what they've done. And can you live with the fact that you let them die? Well, that would be the question of my heart, I think. Yeah, it, there's so many layers Yeah. to that. you know. And, and to add on the fact that they've been up all night, right? So you're not going to be clear of wit at that point, right? It, you know, it makes it even uh, tougher. Clear of wit. Clear of wit. <laughs> Is that not proper? I think it's kind of proper. Wits. Your wits aren't clear. Uh, mine rarely are anymore, <laughs> yeah. so I understand that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Robbie. That's Never mind. We'll just go with that. Uh, since, since we have a few minutes left, this is one of my favorite times of the show is when we don't have anything else to really talk about, and everybody's trying to say, oh, no, not me. But the, the question that I want to ask you, when has God used the attribute you described on you in your life or one, someone else's attribute in your life. So the clock's Well, ticking. since Jim just swung it over here, yeah, I would guess with the unchanging, it's I've got I've got to make sure that I have back to Jim's word the integrity um, 
that's where I've got to I've got to hold and stay firm with things in my integrity and not just waffle and go around. That's like even with this week, the clip and everything that went to my head. I was like, just stay with it, go with it, go with what originally you had. Don't keep changing your mind. Don't go all over the place. Stick with me. What I tell you the first time is the right thing. Stay with me. So that's where I'm at. I've got one that I'll share, but it's actually based on Jim's uh, concept of vengeance versus forgiveness. Um, and I've shared it years ago on the on the uh, air, but you know, I had a sister that was so incredibly mean to me. She was much, much older than me, 14 years older than me. Um, no, she was 24 years older, 28 years older than me. Uh, very, very mean to me my whole life and, and had lots of reasons to not like her, to not care about her, all sorts of things. And um, hadn't talked to her in years, and God kept waking me up and laying it on my heart to pray for her. And I was bold enough to say, God, I don't want to pray for her. I don't like her. I don't care for her. I don't, I don't really want to pray for her. You know, she hurt me a lot. And this just kept occurring until one night I said, okay, God, I'll pray. And I really did pray for her. And what happened was the change in me that all that bitterness left, all that frustration most of it left, you know, to a point where I was free. I was free of her control over me, even though she hadn't been around me physically or even on the phone in years. But she still had a type of control over me. And I, I found that, at least for me, I couldn't pray for somebody, legitimately pray for them, and still hold the grudge against them. Right? And he knew that's what I needed. And she probably needed prayer. I don't know. But I think that was all about me at least from my lens. And so, you know, helping me understand that forgiveness is really what's the key to healing. Anyone else? So my first word from the first show is, was uh, I am. So I'm going to sit here and say I am that I am. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> that. I'm not God. But uh, we'll go with the other one of Elroy is the God who sees me. And... Um, you know, the only way I really know how to do is to, to to process that is how do I see other people? And do I take the time to see others that don't feel seen? And I probably don't always do that. There's awareness that we need to do that as people. Sometimes it's easy for the people you like, you're around. But is it that way for everybody? And I can't say that it always is, but something that I definitely want to because I know what I felt like when I felt like there was times when God didn't see me and then when I had a great sense that he did see me, what leaps in your heart from that? Because you, you have to be seen to be in relationship with somebody. That's a great point. Anything, Danny? No. Okay, no, all right. Well, you were looking at me, so I wasn't quite sure. Uh, ask you every week, but I would really, really like for you to pray pray. Prayerfully, I can't even say it. Prayerfully consider coming to the boot camp coming up in March, uh, March 31st through April 3rd. Uh, if you have any questions about the boot camp at all, just reach out to us on email, on Facebook. We'd love to see you there, and we'll talk with you next week. Have a wonderful week. This is the Truth Network.